Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I'm chatting with Rich Brooks. Rich is president of Flight New Media and can be found online at takeflight.com. That's F-L-Y-T-E. Rich, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Sandy. I'm very excited about this. So tell us a little about Flight New Media, Rich. What are you doing there? Who are you helping? How are you helping them? Sure. We've been, I've been running Flight New Media for coming up on 24 years. So we've certainly been doing this since what feels like the beginning of the internet. We're a digital agency, boutique digital agency out of Portland, Maine. And that basically means we design and build websites primarily on WordPress. And we also offer all the digital marketing services to help drive traffic to those sites. So we do search engine optimization, local SEO, social media consulting, digital ads like on Facebook and Google and just about anything else people need to be able to generate leads online. So when you're working with clients, how do those various components work together? You've talked about a kind of a wide variety of things, websites and SEO, purchasing ads, doing your own social media. How does all that come together for your clients when you work with them? Some clients need everything and other clients only need a few things. And one of the things that we always pride ourselves is delivering really customized results. But very often, the first thing we do is we do what we call a digital marketing action plan, where we sit down with the client and we get a better understanding of who they're trying to get in front of, what makes them truly remarkable, how do they compete in their industry. And then based on that, we come up with a very customized plan. So if you're in a B2B, you know we're going to look more about content marketing, blogs, podcasts, YouTube, and maybe LinkedIn. Uh, if you are more on the B2C thing, we might be looking more at you know, Facebook and Facebook ads and some uh, Instagram, and it really just depends on the platform. But the messaging is always the core thing and just discovering what it is that makes you valuable to your ideal customers and then basically helping you make get that message out there and then usually drive them to the website for conversion. You're helping your customers to grow their businesses, grow their influence in their industries. What are your top strategies for helping them do that? That's a great question. Usually what it comes down to is a lot around the idea of thought leadership. Uh, And of course, it does depend on the company, but figuring out what the unique message is coming from that company and then amplifying it. So for some people, it might be about helping them better understand what their customers actually need and then helping them with the messaging. And so it could be about improving their LinkedIn profile and starting with their individual profile. And then how do they get noticed? How do they do prospecting? What kind of content are they able to create and helping them develop those sort of things? And if we're talking about something that is the written word, like blogs say, uh, that a lot of times that's where SEO starts to come in, where we'll do some keyword research for them to make sure that the words that they're using are matching up with what their ideal customers are actually searching for in Google and using the language that their customers use so they can kind of build that relationship immediately with them. And that's usually the way that we get people to start paying attention to us is when we're listening to them and we're using the language that they use. 
as you as you complete your inventories with new clients and you start working with them, I'm curious what the most common mistakes are that you see them making or maybe most common missed areas of opportunity. I think probably just focusing on themselves and not on their audience. And I see this time and time again, where people are like, I don't understand why people aren't signing up for my email newsletter or why nobody registers for my webinars. And when we look at the copy, it's very self-serving and it really doesn't address the problems that you're trying to help people serve. You know, there's that old line about, you know, if, if you call yourself a leader and nobody's following you, you're actually just going for a walk. And so it's that idea about like, yes, you have your message that you want to get across, but if it's falling on deaf ears, then really what's the point of this? So it's about really understanding who you're looking to serve and making sure that you're providing all, all the answers at every stage of their customer journey. And one of the things I do internally myself is whenever I have to learn a new skill or, or whatever it may be, and that happened quite a quite a bit during COVID where I learned how to do woodworking and gardening and and lawn care and a whole bunch of other stuff I never thought I'd be interested in is I would actually write notes on the type of searches that I would do. So I'd have a better understanding of how people might come to me if they didn't know anything about digital marketing. What would their problems be? What kind of questions? Like when that whole thing about like just awareness, like they realize they need more leads and then, well, how do I get more leads? What are the different aspects? And then creating content that answers all their potential questions along the journey. So whether it's me learning how to uh, buy an RV camper or learning how to uh, buy the best tools for my workshop, I make notes of what that journey is like because that influences how I might market to other people and educate other people who might want a service like mine. And so I often say that to the people we're working with, like just take note of your own personal customer journeys and see if there's not some sort of common thread that then you could repurpose for the own your own message that you're trying to get out to people. I like the way you said that you're in, you're looking at what you're doing and the influence that that has on essentially your own business, right? So let's talk right. about your business for a minute here. You have been spending 20 plus years building this business and increasing the influence you have in your industry. How have you seen your influence grow over that time? Like what types of things may have um, changed during that time period for you in terms of your influence? Well, certainly when I first started and, and when I started just a couple of years into my business, I moved from my home in Boston to Maine. And so then I was starting basically from scratch, didn't know anybody in Maine and really had to, had to start from square one. Uh, so nobody was listening to me back then. Over the years, I think some of the things that have helped have been consistency. Another thing is I discovered I like to present in person whenever possible. Uh, so I started putting on free events. Um, usually just, you know, the kind of typical lunch and learn sort of stuff. But back in 2007, I part or 2009, I partnered with a couple people on an event we called Social Media FTW, which was a conference teaching businesses how to do social media. And three years after, when, after that, when it ended, I started a new conference called the Agents of Change, which is about search, social, and mobile marketing. And so I was able to get up on stage. And because I had been speaking nationally at this point, I was able to convince a lot of big name speakers in the marketing industry to come to Maine for basically no money, just for the promise of a lobster. And so by creating these events, uh, that greatly grew my influence. And even though the events weren't branded by Flight New Media, we obviously had a presence at the show. 
I would stand on stage. People would say, oh, that's the guy from Flight New Media and he's putting on these conferences. That was a big way in which we grew our influence or I specifically grew my influence. And suddenly we were being uh, included in a lot more RFPs and projects than we probably would have gotten otherwise. And that definitely, and the podcast itself also grew my connections and, and built relationships. I think that's probably been the biggest influence on my impact is mm-hmm. putting on the conference and having the podcast uh, because those are great platforms for really influencing people. Those two experiences, which were so important in your business, have they changed the way you interact with your clients and things that you help them do or suggest to them? Has that had any influence on your interactions with clients? I think so. Uh, I would say in part because people see me up on stage and there's a certain amount of impact you have just by being up on stage or just by being connected to other well-known people in your industry that gives you a certain credibility and authority. And so people want to come work for me, uh, work with me. The first thing I tell them is you really don't want to work with me because I may be a big idea guy, but I'm not the guy who's going to design your website or do your SEO. So I introduce them to my team. But I think that those kind of things have probably created a really uh, impactful experience and drawn people into the flight new media realm. And it seems that that could also increase their confidence in working with you in flight, which tends to lead to better results. Absolutely. Um, the, the trick is making sure that you deliver on those results. But, you know, I also happen to have the opportunity of being the tech guru on the evening news program here in Maine for the NBC affiliates. And we've had clients who have come to us solely because they, even though I'm not talking about business on those, I'll usually talk about apps or how to take better pictures with your smartphone. It doesn't matter. That visibility becomes credibility in their mind. And we've gotten and kept business solely for these five minute episodes I do once a month for the local NBC affiliate. So I think that there's definitely authority that comes from doing things that other people aren't doing. Like it's easy to post more to Facebook or do a Facebook live and everybody can do it, but getting on TV or putting on a 400 person event in a small state like Maine, even doing a podcast consistently over, over about six or seven years, whatever it's been now, those are very difficult things for anybody else to replicate. So those things in and of itself give me a certain aura of influence, deservedly or not. And anybody else can go out and start to do these things. It just takes time to do them. So if any of your listeners out there are like, well, how do I build up something like that? Like I said, I started, I came to Maine, I knew no one, I didn't have any influence, but I just started piece by piece. I put myself out there, I did free presentations, I made connections with people, we did good work, and it's it's this virtuous cycle that continues to build. And also, I'm a lifelong learner, so I... Part of the reason I did the podcast was just so I could talk to people about the fascinating things that were going on in digital marketing. So all of those things kind of work together. So you shared with us how you've built up this influence. How are you using your influence? That's an interesting question. So hopefully for good, right? Um, I would say that one of the things that I've heard, and I don't like to toot my own horn, but you you asked, one of the things that I've heard is um, our visibility shot up during COVID. And one of the things that happened right at the beginning of COVID, when I realized all this was going on and I was looking around and everybody was freaking out, including myself, um, 
is I decided that I was going to be the voice of reason for business leaders, at least in the state of Maine and maybe beyond. And we did everything we could to kind of get the word out about how you could run your business remotely, how you could run your business online. We put together all of these resources. My dad is actually a well-known psychologist on the topic of resilience. So I did my first Facebook Live interview with him for about 60, 90 minutes. We talked about what leaders needed to do to kind of keep their team engaged and on focus during those troubling times. This was early on. Um, and because of that and a number of things we were doing, we had this big conference planned uh, for another on another topic. We had it quickly transition to a virtual event. We offered everybody their money back and just put the event on for free. Because of those kind of things and constantly putting out messaging about like how you want to be seen during a crisis and all that sort of stuff, that greatly influenced uh, a lot of people. And I heard from people. That, that I stepped up, they saw me and a lot of people linked to me and they talked about me and my business and how things were running. That definitely made an impact as well. So hopefully I, I influenced some people who were running their businesses or in a leadership position and decided to kind of take the high road rather than go into a scarcity mindset. I really thought about how do I take care of my clients? How do I take care of my employees? And how do I take care of myself to get us through this period? And that's not something that we tend to think of when we think of a digital marketing agency. So I love the way that you you took your influence and in that moment said, this is what I can do. So looking forward, do you have goals for your influence? That's a great question, Sandy. Um, I want to continue to influence, especially here in Maine, but anywhere really, uh, business leaders to be the best they can be and to really improve the situation for their employees, which ends up improving the situation then for your customers and clients. And, and I really do think that when you take care of your employees, everything else starts to fall into place. I also think you need to choose where you have your influence. And just kind of as an example, when, when George Floyd was murdered and all of the situation came out about Black Lives Matter, which was going on during COVID, I had been such a big voice oversized voice in my community around dealing with COVID and leadership issues. But I really felt, especially in a state like Maine that has such a small minority population, I didn't really have a voice. And so I did not really speak up at that point. What I did instead is I thought internally about how I could make a difference. And what we ultimately ended up doing at Flight, and we really haven't talked about this yet, is we started a foundation called Black Minds Matter, where we were making a 10-year commitment to students of color in our uh, home city of Portland, Maine, through the public schools. And we're creating a scholarship for that. That's how I felt that I could make a difference there and an influence there. Whether or not that'll make an impact on any of the other leaders in Maine or beyond has yet to be seen. But I want to continue to kind of promote the type of business leadership that I would want if I were employee or if I was a member of the community. And hopefully, if I'm doing the right thing and if my business continues to grow, people will be like, hey, that model works and we should be doing it too. I appreciate your thoughts about influence kind of going behind the scenes. Oftentimes, as people talk about growing their influence, they speak about outward signs of that. And what I heard you talking about was, okay, now that I already have the outward signs going, what can I do in the background to really impact things? And I appreciate that so much, Rich. Would you share with us where we can find you online? 
Well, since uh, you're already listening to podcasts, I would love if you wanted to check out one of my podcasts. You can find it at theagentsofchange.com, and that's my digital marketing podcast. And then I also have a smaller podcast that's on all things business. It's called fastforwardmain.com. Uh, and yes, it is Maine-centric, but it's just good business advice in general. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, connect with me for one reason or another, I am the Rich Brooks on just about every social media platform out there. Not too hard to find. That certainly does make it easy, Rich. Well, thank you for taking time to be with us here today and to share with us your thoughts around business and influence and giving us a little inspiration. Sandy, those were great questions and you actually gave me food for thought on what I need to do next. So I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.